Evie. Hi, how are Hi. you? Hi. Um, it's I'm, it's a lot. I'm a lot. Cheers. How are you? Cheers. Cheers. How about let's cheers to that clamato bud. Mmm. Mmm. Or we can cheers to the queers. Cheers to the queers. What? Nothing like a, a nice cold drink of clam. God, that sounds yeah. gross. Saying that loud sounds really gross. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, this, you know, these last couple weeks have been wild for me. Um, kind of up yeah. and down. How's Texas doing? Texas is doing amazing. Time- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, good. No, go ahead. I was just going to say the last time you were a little worried about him, so I just wanted to give our listeners oh. an update. I was terrified. I honestly, there were a couple days where I was, like, really worried that he was going to die. Like, he would do this thing, you know, where my my bedroom is kind of in the back part of the house, the basement, and um, there's a lot of space down here. There's a couple different rooms, and he would go off by himself into, like, little corners i have i have oh, i hate that that's so scary oh my god i have like piles of like sweaters and jackets and stuff all over the basement because he would go and i'd find him just laying there so i wanted at least for him something to lay on and i'm like oh my god he's yeah. going off to die and Aww. he was shaking so bad and you know i took him to the vet so many times and the vet was like the vet is so it's so weird they're just so you know they ran blood work and it came back fine but they're like but you know just you know there's a myriad of tests that would like really could get to to the bottom of things you know more than just regular blood work blood work can be fine and there can be like still you know excuse me there can be cancers in the body and stuff and I'm like well okay great um and you know and it got it was so expensive like I just kept spending money and which was fine it's completely fine and max credit cards fine 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 but like it got to the point where I was, I kept taking him and they weren't telling me anything. And so I'm like, okay, we're done. We're done. We're not going to do surgery right now. We're not going to do any, you know, any more exploratory stuff. Like I, it is what it is. It, you know, I just don't want him to be in pain. And so I ordered this stuff, um, PawFi, which I freaking recommend like crazy. I read the reviews on it. It's like 35 bucks and they're like shoes and it's, um, natural stuff but it's like omega-3s and stuff that can really help with joints or injuries um so and then i, I started too like would huh? that be helpful for me you, oh you I, I can give you one if you'd like they're pretty big chews okay, I, I wouldn't um, mind trying it i yeah, could use yeah. some help with my joints <laughs> definitely i mean there is also like fish oil available in human form but but that's yeah well point. i feel like that would be really good for my hair and my coat too your coat <laughs> i might make my skin you have a really shiny coat um so yeah but uh and then that and the cbd and he just he's just better he's all of a sudden himself again and that's a huge thing if anybody's had a dog especially with a spine injury or neck injury which is what i assume he had um you know his whole he was just his whole demeanor was different i thought he was going to die every night he was shaking and he's 15 so also i had to come to terms with the fact that like that's a lifespan of a dog you know that's the life that's a normal lifespan of a dog so it's not even like like i mean it's terrible to lose your pet at any age but you know if your dog's like a a baby or even a couple years old that's it's wild and you know i can't even imagine like at 15 it's kind of like okay well that's 
I mean, don't ever look up 15-year-old dogs because I was trying to look up to, like, see. And every single one of them was like, last day I was my 15-year-old dog taking them for a drive, enjoying their favorite things. And I was, like, a mess for, like, a week. I was a mess. And now, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm fine. Like, I'm completely fine. You were crazy and you made me crazy and you wouldn't leave me alone. And now he's like... So, really, what you're saying is uh, you're sort of like the Munchausen by proxy mom? I mean, yeah, I guess, but I didn't like it. Like, I don't understand. It's what expensive damn sick, and it's sad and scary. But I was, like, poking at him a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, like, I was freaking out. There, there was a day where I just lost it. I just lost it one day, and I was like... I didn't know what I was going to do, but I felt like I was going to tell Louise, us, and Texas and I were going to drive off the cliff together. Because I was just, it was a rough day. And then, you know. Texas, put your paw in mine. (laughs) I would have. I would have. I would have held him so close. And then another thing, like, my sister just moved today. To Carlin. Took her son. Who I'm very close to. And my other nephew, too, Jaden. The three of them just moved to Florida. Are you trying to tell me that she kidnapped Harlan from you? Yeah, basically. She literally, That's like, I had rude. to go say bye yesterday to him. I was there for less than, like, three minutes. I was like, bye. I couldn't even do it. I just couldn't. I mean, he's, le- you know, he's a year old. Like, he's, a, I don't know. But, like, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, I've had him this whole time. Not, I haven't had him. But, like, I've spent a lot of time with him. Um, and they just moved. So, yeah. So, that was rough. But Texas getting better. Ugh. I'm moving. It was rough. I know. Good. I'm rough. sorry. That so um, sucks, okay. though. I know how hard that is. Yeah, it's it's brutal. So, um, but I mean, I have lived apart from family a lot. Um, I'm kind of used to that. I just I really got close with Harlan, and that's a really hard thing to, you know. Yeah. Deal with. I mean, but um, your sister yeah. is such a bitch for moving with her son. I know. <laughs> if she could have just how left, dare it. she? I mean, she how dare left. she live her life? Honestly, with me. Um, so how about you? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I had a really good weekend and I am now currently in Kalamazoo. That sounds so exotic. Yeah, it is. I took the train over here today. It was a very romantic train ride. Actually, it was awesome. It was so great. I upgraded to business class instead of coach class. It was only like 20 bucks extra. Fucking worth it, let me tell you. There were 17 seats in the whole car that I was in, as opposed to the, like, 50 in each coach class train. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I had a solo seat. I had a leg rest. (laughs) I could move my seat up and down and lay back if I wanted to. It was pretty great. I had plenty plenty of room to move around. I had a charger right next to my seat. It was fucking awesome I didn't have any stress from traveling in the car you know what I mean like driving I didn't have driving stress I didn't have you know flying anxiety it was pretty great how, and then how I got here and mom and I had a way? nice little lunch say what how far uh, is how far away is Kalamazoo it's about a two to two and a half hour drive from Detroit so it's like a hundred forty five miles or so yeah um and on the train, it was only a three-hour. Well, it was about a two. Yeah, it was about a three and a half-hour train ride. So oh, it adds nice. a little extra time because you've got the stops and stuff. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, I um, so I like 
I mean, I did a lot of train travel on the East Coast. In Boston, there's, the train goes everywhere. So definitely did that a bit more. About here, I've never done it. I mean, I, it's, I kept, when I lived in downtown Royal Oak, I lived right ne- near that train stop. And there were constant people getting on and off with their bags and stuff. It looks so fun. Like just yeah. taking Amtrak. Well, I mean, the Wolverine Express. It goes. It goes over to Chicago. So if you want to like take a weekend out and go over to Chicago, you can. And you don't even need to drive. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun times. Maybe I'll try it that. Um, quite exciting. Quite exciting. Oh. Well, so yeah. Fun. So I'm in Kalamazoo, and I'm you know you know your family just moved, and my mom's getting ready to move in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah. So mm. what is changing? Yeah, but your mom's going to have such a cool time being with the baby, though. Like, that's... I... I'm so excited for her. That's going to be really fun. Like, I remember when I was around a baby. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring it, make it all about me. <laughs> no, but seriously, though. I had a baby though, I'm, my I'm life just, for... you know, two days ago. <laughs> I'm excited for your mom and for your sister, too. I mean, you know, I think of, like, my sisters and, you know, being lucky enough to have my mom around and I mean Stacy kind of was on her own but that now my mom lives down there and I know it's it's always nice for people to have their parents help, you know helpful in those situations so that's awesome oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah and I think it'll be a fun adventure you know it's, it's kind of an oh, unexpected thing yeah but it'll it'll definitely be a a lot of fun I told my mom today that because uh, she was, you know, trying to figure out what she's going to pack. And she's like, you know, usually around the house, I just kind of schlub around. I don't really, you know, get super dressed. And I was like, well, mom, I can just see it now. You're going to move to L.A. And the next thing you know, you're going to be one of those women who's getting her nails done all the time. You're going to have big sunglasses, big hair. I love a, it. You know, like, go pick up the baby. Go do this. Go do that. You're going to be very, very busy. You're, tell your mom to start watching Vanderpump Rules. And the hill. She's gonna Those be like, very busy. She's gonna be just like a woman in a lifetime movie. Very busy. They're, I'm very busy. Oh, yeah. That's that's though. So, that's when big things happen. She'll have to move to a small town after that, during Christmas time. <laughs> Which she's too busy though. Too busy for She'll Christmas. She'll have to be way too busy. Way too busy. <laughs> well, what do you think about getting to topic? I'm really excited about tonight's topic. I'm so excited. Yes, yeah, so let's get to it. Taylor Swift is gay, according to Matt. More. Okay, so I'm going to be talking tonight about Gaylor Swift. Who? Taylor Swift. Now. As you could hear, Wait, did she was... change her name to Gaylor? Well, we did for the evening. And anybody who has like access to the internet, if you just Google Gaylor, you'll see what I mean when I say there is a huge, huge universe out there that is talking about this woman. Um, uh, first of all, first of all, I started with that clip because I think it's really funny because K- Taylor Swift is a master lyricist like her lyrics I know you don't really listen to her a lot but she's a brilliant lyricist and I think that's really funny because I think that's one of the more obvious times that she changed a lyric from um what was supposed to be her to you because it completely stands out and it's one of my favorite things because it's so discombobulated when it comes out like that um 
you know, the Polaroid picture, they don't know how much I miss you. It just doesn't work. And how much I miss right. her would go much, right. so much better. So I wanted to start there because that's kind of more of the funny thing. But it's, you know, okay. there's a lot more. So we'll wait before before I think maybe like explain what the whole Gaylor thing oh, is. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just starting there because that's kind of a funny, obvious one that people like point out a lot. Um, So... As most people know, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, right? Huge. Ridiculous. Right. Embarrassingly. Texas Allison Swift. Texas Allison Swift. All of it. I love her. I love her music. I've always loved her music. Um, the last few years, I've really gotten into her, but um, I've got a tattoo. All of it, right? Well, and this is something that I didn't really, I don't want to say, I, I didn't even really know about, but there has been this kind of growing talk um maybe speculation about Taylor Swift being a part of the queer community. Now, for the most part, a lot of people don't care, right? Um, And some people even say it's kind of weird to speculate about someone's sexuality. Now, that can be true, but also um, when you're talking about one of the biggest pop stars in the world and, and, you know, reading her lyrics through a clear queer lens, it can be really really like telling and big and just telling about like the queer struggle overall, you know? So but also, um, isn't it true too, though, that like we often look at celebrities through a lens of their sexual, their sexuality, right? Like exactly. You know, it, like we, you know, we ship people, we want people to like couple up, you know, and it's usually like the heterosexual scene, right? So people are constantly like, Oh, you know, if you're if you're speculating about a celebrity dating so and so, it's usually a straight thing, and it's usually yeah. nothing that anybody has an issue with. So why is it yeah. an issue with speculating 100%. about her being queer? I just want to get this part out of the way because, you know, with this growing like, I mean, kind of discussion that's been happening for a while, and this has been happening for a long time. Um, I wasn't really into Tumblr. I don't know if you ever were. Uh, it no. was really big on Tumblr, you know, that was that kind I'm of thing. I'm just not that hip, Nicole. You should know this about me I, by now. You know, honestly, I, I do know that. The thing about Tumblr is that I feel like it would be something like you would have been into at a different time, maybe. Um, But I'm, I was never really into it. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess I never really thought too much about it until, you know, the last couple of years and when I started, like, seeing things about it. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Um, and then the last year, actually, really during quarantine, because I feel like we all got kind of maybe some weird habits. I mean, I know I did. Um, and I got really I into start TikTok. painting balls. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> really into TikTok and really into and just this Gaylor thing started coming up all the time. Now, um, the reason why I brought up the other stuff in the first place is because there's, um, you know, along with this huge discussion is there's this kind of pushback where there's a lot of people that are like saying that kind of stuff like, oh, you're speculating. When in turn, anytime anybody's talking about her in any, you know, um, I don't want to say sexual, you know, connotation because Romantic. I don't mean. But romantic, yeah, that's a better word. Thank you. <laughs> romantic connotation. Then you're still speculating on her sexuality. Taylor Swift has never said that she was straight. She's never come out. Now, she's publicly dated men. But I'll get into that. I'll get into why I think some of that is, like, literally bearding. Um, it's liter- It's so, like, old school queer. And Taylor really leans into a lot of old school things. And I think it's really cool, like, parallels. But, um. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I, I there again, I really think that it's just 
homophobia and there's even queer people that say like it's wrong to speculate about her you know her um her sexuality but it's really i just think homophobia internalized or just you know overt homophobia any of it i really think it's homophobia if people say stuff like that so get over it we're gonna speculate about our sexuality that's what this whole episode is gonna be about if you don't like it then don't listen or just listen but listen with the volume down so we can get the numbers just kidding um (laughs) Way to look out for the numbers, girl. Right, right. We gotta, we gotta hit those thirties. We gotta hit those thirties. Um. <laughs> okay, so I kind of fell on. I don't even know how I, I saw this. I feel like I saw stuff a long time ago, mostly about um, uh, sort of people that like women that Taylor were Taylor was connected to. Um, and there are quite a few, but the two main ones are um. Diana Agron. Do you know who she is? I've heard the name. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember the show Glee? Yes. So she was kind of one of the main girls in Glee. She was a blonde girl. She's really pretty. Um, she's also been in a couple cool indie movies afterwards. Um, was she like a cheerleader on Glee? Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. So um, she was the one who was pregnant and then in the wheelchair because it's Glee. Um, okay, and then see, like, I don't I don't know any of those details, I, but I, I vaguely know who you're talking about because I didn't yeah. really watch Glee very much. Yeah. And then she went to Yale, even though it took place in my hometown of Lima Heights. I know. Lima. It's <laughs> totally your hometown. Um, <laughs> and then the other big one that she was rumored to be with is Carly Kloss, who's a uh, Victoria Secrets model. Yeah. Isn't she also the one married to like Jared Kushner's brother or something? Yes. 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 So we'll get into okay. that. Okay, so um, so like I said, there is so much speculation about Taylor. I never realized it, and even like being a super fan, I didn't put it together until the last couple of years. But if you Google Taylor Swift and queer, or if you just Google Taylor Swift and and scroll down a little bit, you'll find it. Um, especially now in the last two weeks, Rolling Stones and Insider have both put out articles about the the queerness of Taylor Swift's lyrics, which is wild because she's arguably one of the largest pop stars on the planet. And she has a huge team, a huge team around her. And she's worked with um, Rolling Stone a lot. You know, she's been, she's announced a lot through them and stuff. And so they they had to have some sort of insight there. I don't think they would let that run otherwise. Um, They're not about to alienate Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Themselves from her actually. Um, So that kind of like lends itself to the growing discussion of Taylor Swift coming out. Now I'm going to go back a little bit. So um, there's this thing, there's an actual thing online that's like a master post about Taylor Swift's sexuality, which sounds insane. It sounds insane, even though I'm saying it. Um, So is it sort of like the QAnon of Gaylor? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's queer people. I'm not joking. It it can get like that. Like once you start the queer and on. <laughs> that's perfect. So the the thing about TikTok is that if you're on it, your algorithm really starts like, you know, it's an algorithm, so it learns what you like and what you interact with, and so it starts showing you more and more videos. And you know, I go back and forth on things, but then sometimes when I get into like the the Gaylor thing, I get deep in it. And it really, there are a couple of people. It is a bit like what I imagine QAnon's like. Like there, are, they though the things that some of the people will um 
scrutinize and like look through these little it's it's wild but it's it's also to be fair it's also really fun and she's a billionaire pop star that doesn't know we exist actually she does definitely know that Kaylers exists but she doesn't know like most of these people specifically individually exist and she's not losing you know nothing bad is happening right. because of it so um right. you know and the only way you think otherwise is if you're homophobic so if you look at this master post, it kind of starts with Diana Agron. And that was kind of the first person that she was um, sort of rumored to date, right? Um, the Glee Girl. Yep, the Glee Girl. Okay. Now, Diana herself has had a lot of, like, um, things about, like, controversy around her surrounding, like, women. She she went on – so Glee actually did, like, a tour of different cities, and I don't know, I don't know what they performed during this tour. I'm assuming they're like popular songs. And she wore a T-shirt that says "Likes Girls." <laughs> so she got like, she was a little under fire over that. You know, people were like, "What does this mean?" Especially because we're talking, this is around 2000, you know, between 2010 and 2013. So it's a little different time then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she was getting a little heat for that. Well. There's um it kind of starts with what looks like a little maybe a Twitter conversation between Taylor Swift and Diana Agron like oh I love Taylor Swift and blah 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 back and forth and then they start becoming friends um and their friendship like evolved pretty quickly where they were constantly spotted out together now that normally that's just two friends right um but the thing about Taylor Swift is, and any Taylor Swift fan knows, that she codes her music and her, in her, just her life in general so that you can find, oh. like, she, what's that? No, sorry. Um, So she codes her music. Is that, like, like seriously? Like, has she, like, said, yeah, I, I code yeah. things or, like? Oh. Yeah. So she does what's, like, called Easter eggs. And she says. Oh, she, I know Easter eggs. Yeah. She's, she's, like, probably one of the most famous celebrities for doing it like you can find the names of her next albums her her album release dates her she uses dates for things colors for things a lot of things it's kind of one of the big things about her that's why whenever she like announces things people go a little crazy because they're like looking in it for you know kind of like uh clues to the next single release or whatever it is that's so smart I oh, mean like really that's such a brilliant marketing tactic and I say that as as you know a marketing expert myself here you, with Queered you are a marketing expert um and so I'm gonna kind of like read through all this research I did uh and it's kind of it's like I said it's insane it's goofy I love it um but also, I just want to point out, too, that if you want, um, um, if anybody wants to, like, really look into it, just Google it because all of it, all the receipts are there. It's all there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like my the stuff that I'm pull. I pulled from the Internet this afternoon. Everything is available to see. Um. OK, right. so her and Diana to start having this friendship and. Um, it, Taylor kind of like. Also, she's known for, like, dating people. That was the big thing. That was kind of the running jokes, like, all these boyfriends that she had, and she wrote songs about them. Um, The speculation about her and Diana having more than a friendship started with, really, with her um, album, 1989, which came out sort of at the end of her and Diana actually hanging out. And she coded a lot of – that was the first time that people started seeing lyrics that might point to – 
her as opposed to like, you know, any of the, any of the other boys that she's dated. Um, another thing that she does is really cool. Like if you look at her, remember the CDs, how they come with like books with the, um, the lyrics for songs. Uh huh. So she, she would do things where she would, um, make one letter in each word, um, a capital letter randomly to spell things out. And she spelled out Diana's name in one of the like lyric things for one of the songs. And it was like, people were kind of starting to be like, wait, what's going on here? And then um, one of the big things is this song uh, called Wonderland and Wonderland was all about Alice in Wonderland. And um, the, it starts off the first lyric as we fell down the rabbit hole. Well, Diana's Tumblr, which was Tumblr was like a big thing then her, the name of her Tumblr URL was we fell down the rabbit hole. And it's like the lyrics are too in love to think straight. Um, in the end, we all went mad and all of this different stuff. And it was kind of this like where that's where people really started speculating. Um, the green eyes where she kept saying that. And, you know, um, what's her name has green eyes. Uh, and then um, she had this whole other lyric at the bottom of the song Wonderland that actually Diana has tattooed on the side of her body. <laughs> so. It was kind of like this big speculation specifically. Okay. So we have okay. her. And then that kind of around 2013, this um this article comes out. And it was actually the shitty part was is it was a fake article, but it went around big. It went around the internet. And I remember when it came out too. And it was like um Taylor Swift is is or something like there's speculation on Taylor Swift dating somebody new, but it's not who you think. And it was the article was about her and Diana. And then Diana went on Jimmy Kimmel and they had this whole like thing. And he kind of made a joke about her dating Taylor Swift. And then it was like after that, they were just never seen together again. To this day, they still. That sounds like a publicist move right there. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like a, okay, you're both going to destroy your careers. Let's. A hundred percent. And that's kind of around the time when Taylor Swift's lyrics started changing, too. Now, that can be because a, a couple of different things happened around then. You know, that's when the um, Kanye West thing happened. Remember when she won video of the year and he came went up on stage and was like, you know, Taylor, you're great. But Beyonce actually deserved this. And so like yeah. some stuff happened. And but just overall, kind of the tone of her lyrics started changing. Um, and then. uh you know, 1989 was kind of her, like, like, more poppy album, and people started, like, really speculating, oh, maybe it's about Diana, but um, whatever. Again, like, at this time, I'd never really even heard about anything like that. And then after that, that's when um, Taylor met Carly Kloss. And Carla Kloss was like this. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen her, but she's gorgeous. Like, this just she's, she's exactly what you think she'd look like for being a Victoria's Secret model. So she, <laughs> she, she was on... Uh... Uh, Vanderpump Rules, right? No, no, she was, but she was on that fashion show, remember? And then that guy was like, <laughs> like he made a comment because she didn't like, I can't remember, Pro- Project Runway. And the guy okay. made a dress and she didn't like it. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't wear it to dinner with the Kushners? <laughs> and okay, then, like, yes. Promptly, I remember you telling me about her being on some reality show. I just yeah, couldn't remember he was, like, which. Promptly kicked off the show after. Um, but yeah, I mean, you really did marry into like not the douchiest family, but like they're pretty close to the douchiest family. You know what I mean? What do you expect? Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So here we are with Taylor and 
Carly. So this is around between 2013, 2014, 15. And this is when Taylor started hanging out with all those like other girls. And they were kind of like this, like, like, what the fuck is that one girl's name? Lena, Lena Dunham. Is that her name? Yeah. The girl's girl. A whole group of them. Like, and it was kind of cheesy. Um, Again, I was a fan, but I wasn't like paying that much attention. But um, a big thing was like her relationship with Carly. They went to Big Sur on this road trip and the pictures are like adorable. But like if you lo- look at the pictures, they're drawing hearts in the sand and like it's uh, it's it's very romantic. Um, they also lived together in for a little while. Well, Carly moved into P- Taylor's apartment in 2014. Um, and they kind of okay. had this like, OK, go ahead. When you say apartment, you know, I'm picturing, like, a shitty, like, one or two bedroom, like, tiny ass thing. Um, I would say it's probably better than that in New York City. Taylor's probably one of the richest people It's probably, ever. like, larger than my house, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would say so. And so, yeah, the, I mean, again, this is all speculation and whatever. But these are the big things. And this is the master doc that kind of, like, goes through. Um, Obviously, I'm just sort of skimming right now because there's every there's a hundred for every one thing I say there's a hundred things that back it up but obviously we don't have the time for that and I'm trying to keep this a relatively short episode so that I don't sound completely insane Um, if you want I mean we could just completely change everything and just become a Taylor Swift podcast don't like I literally would (laughs) you know I would I know you okay, would. So then you have t- um, this, you know, the Carly Kayla thing, the Big Sur road trip. Um, that's when they were on. They were in a magazine together. I want to say like the Vogue or something. And it was kind of a spread. So it was definitely um, a for show sort of friendshipy thing, too. But it also there were a lot of like intimate moments that were recorded. And now this is coming after the Diana Agron thing. So people were there was a little speculation there. And that's when when the Carly thing, when she already had like a a different girl, because, you know, like as as queer women, when you have like your friendships often look a little different than regular friendships. Like, you know, um, because usually oftentimes they're your girlfriend, but it's still like you might have a group of friends with you have that one that you're with all the time and like the girlfriend that comes to all the family things. But they're everybody's like, well, why? Why is she always just with that one girl? You know, yeah. so this is the second girl that Taylor Swift is like kind of spotted around with all the time. Um, And then, um, you know, most of it's public. Well, in uh, in December of 2014, Literally, literally, this is what it's called. There's a thing that happened called Kissgate. Okay, you can Google it because it's oh, that terrible. sounds juicy. Yeah. So the Carly and Taylor are spotted at a 1975 concert. You know that band? Um. Yeah. Okay. What's actually a really good band? Uh, and they are on a in a balcony. And they're kind of like, of course, because anytime anything good is being filmed, it's with the grainiest fucking camera ever. It's like anytime anyone wants to try to capture like a UFO, it's always like all of a sudden super grainy from like the 70s. But it looks like, I mean, you could look at it a million different ways and say what it looks like. It looks like they kiss. It's a big thing. It went all made it through all the, like the talk shows because this is still 2014. I, mean, I don't think people realize that it was still actually kind of a different time, you know, 
than it is now. Um, even though I think it would still make big news, 2014 was like um, a little less. Oh my god, for sure. 2014, like gay marriage was still not legal. Yes, but it, so this like, and there were yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's definitely a different time, and that's crazy to think because that's only eight years ago. I know. That's the thing is that's what people now are like. Well, you know, I, and I'll get into that. Like, well, why wouldn't you just come out? Like, why wouldn't? Well, first of all, 2014 was yeah, a very different fucking time. Um, but so they have like video of them together and even if they're not together they're together there they're all over each other right um but again it could you know you drunk with your friends and i mean i i'm not as much of a physical person but i know a lot of people are but they look together after that they are not seen together again there's a couple here and there but literally their public whatever ends now most people would say that, like, it's kind of a coincidence that, like, with, you know, and it sucks really bad, especially if they were just friends. Well, no, actually worse if they're in a relationship. But that something happens, like that one article was planted about her and Diana Agron and then or Kissgate, and then she just has to stop seeing these people. Yeah, that really does suck. Oh, it really sucks. And after that, it was really like that's when Taylor Swift supposedly met the dude that she's with now, which I think, oh, my God. First of all, his name's Joe Allen. He's a big bore. Whatever. Say what you want. I, they might be together. Taylor Swift could very, very easily be bisexual. But um, if you Google Joe Allen, especially I hate to say this, but if you Google Joe Allen gay, he's like this little theater kid from London. <laughs> Just Google the pictures and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. There, there's a lot to re- lot of reasons to think like, oh, okay, well, that worked. And plus, he was kind of a nobody, and she really brought him into – that's a huge career move. Well, anyway, that's what – and then that's when Carly started dating more, like, publicly Jared Jared Kushner, right? Or Josh yeah. Kushner. Josh Kushner. That's the guy. She's oh, yeah, Jared, Jared Kushner. Brought- yeah, is the um, – what's what, – so what's her boyfriend's name? Joe Allen. Okay. Okay. Taylor Swift. Okay. Are are you looking him up? I'm Googling right now. Google Joe Allen, Alwyn Gay. All you folks out there, just Google him right now. And look at the images. Yeah. He's a cutie, but... Yeah, he's adorable. I could definitely see him being a sweet little twink, though. Like, the, I mean, if you, if you oh, Google... Alwyn. Yeah. Okay. Joe Owen Gay, there's like a lot of um, pictures of him from when he was um, in his theater days. Like, just there's a lot. Well, anyway. So, those are kind of the main people that she's been connected with. And that's what sort of started the whole Gaylor thing, I think, is because I don't, like I said, beyond that, I don't know. And and the funny part is, is her lyrics changed a lot after those. Like her lyrics. Now there's a lot of what a lot of people think is like queer coding in her lyrics. OK. Um, OK, like what? So I'm going to go through some of her lyrics. First of all, she has a song called Dress. And this is when she was like really hanging out with Carly a lot. And she <laughs> when Carly was on tour with her, it's um. Well, I mean, just even one of the lyrics is, I don't want you like a best friend. I only brought this dress so you could take it off. Um, 
and um, you made your mark on me a golden tattoo. And there's like this thing where they were at a birthday party and they gave each other golden tattoos of wings. So, yeah, um, New Romantics is kind of all about like you can really lean into like the uh, the rumors are true really is sort of the theme of the song. Um, Don't Blame Me is this I there's one part that's called I um or that this lyric that uh says I once was poison ivy but now I'm your daisy and there's an Instagram post from their big big sur trip where Taylor Swift ha- there's like a Carly Klaus put a daisy in the thing and named it Taylor Swift so you know I mean then there's a song called Dancing with Our Hands Tied and the whole thing reads just like what happened when they were at that concert one of the big themes of her music is like secret love, secret love, um, like, you know, kind of us against the world thing, which is kind of, I guess you could think of it in a way that because when you're just like a celebrity, maybe, you know, you have to be secret with your love, but also like, that's just overreaching for like, when you're just in these like humdrum celebrity, like straight relationships, it's a really, you know, like I said, kind of her narrative is like longing and secret love. Like, do you really, do you have to be that secret about it? You know, um, cruel summer. There's a lyric I snuck in through the garden gate and Carly Kloss's apartment has a garden gate. Um, Cornelia street. That was the apartment that they had on, uh, in New York. It was on Cornelia street. I could never walk this Cornelia street again. So those are all kind of like, Carly, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, that doesn't sound very coded to me. It sounds pretty out there. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. But but also, like, everybody was like, I mean, like, dress alone. Like, come on, I don't want you like a best friend. <laughs> like, and then, and then, oh, my God, somebody had the nerve there. I, re- I watched a video <laughs> about, like, dress where they were like, how could you hear that? And somebody's like, no, it's about Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I'm sorry. About but what? Ed- you know Ed Sheeran, that red-haired dude? No. The dorky red-haired guy, he's a musician. Oh, Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran, yeah. For somebody to think that that's, like, hot song is about Ed Sheeran, just, I don't know why it sent me, but it's not about Ed Sheeran. Um, that she wants him to wear a yeah, dress to take it off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And everybody was like, some girl's like, that's just homophobic that you said that. Like, imagine thinking it's about him over, like, fucking Carly Kloss, but whatever. Um, okay, some more examples. I'm going to give you some more examples of uh, some, I don't know, I guess queer-coded uh, lyrics. Um, real quick, how are we on time? Oh, we're good on time. I have okay. literally no idea where we are on time. So oh, keep I, going, honey. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I just wanted to go in real quick. Okay, so some more queer <laughs> quote lyrics. Well, first of all, again, so Lover was her next album um, where I feel like there's a lot of, um, you know, it's not as gay as Folklore and Evermore, but it's it's pretty gay, I think. But um, there's a song called The Man. Well, Lover and Reputation are her next few. But, um, and The Man is literally her dressed up like I don't know if you saw the music video it's her dressed as a man just doing everything that she does and it's about like getting bitches and models and stuff if I was a man that's what it was called um there's an audio clip of uh her talking about how she wrote this song 
thinking about, and this is exactly what she says verbatim. Um, I wrote the song uh, thinking about a point in my career. If I was doing the exact same thing and dating the exact same people, but if I was a man, how it would be accepted. And so that right there, like, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that can also be read in a lot of other ways, too, because, I mean, just because I I remember at some point people, like, talking about her, like, uh, just in terms of dating dudes, like, she needs to keep dating dudes so that she can get a new album out of it. You know what I mean? So that could have also just been, like, a commentary on, like, you know, just being sexually active. Yeah. I mean. All of these could all like, don't get me wrong. All of these could everything, everything could be but the whole point is like all of it together. You know yeah. what I mean? That gets like, um, that kind of, that's where it gets like when it's all together, that's where it kind of is like, okay, well this is, this ends up being, you know, a lot. Um, uh, the out of the, she has a song called Out of the Woods, and it's all about um, running from. It's basically she talks about like being out of these woods and all of these people that you or this this idea of these monsters you have to run from. Um, and she said all the monsters turn out to just be trees. And her publicist Tree Pain, that's the woman's name, is sort of notorious ah! for like for like kind of calming Taylor down. And so a lot of people think like. Um, you know, if if I mean, your publicist is the first person who's going to be like, don't come out for the most part. You know what I mean? And the publicist is probably the one who, like, cut those relationships off. One hundred percent. And so, like, this whole song is about, like, yeah, the monsters turn out to be just trees. Hold on one second. Um, give me one second. Okay, um, and then um, she wrote a song called How You Get the Girl that she said she wrote from, like, a perspective of if somebody was to break up with a girl, this is how you would get her back. The whole thing, the whole thing is about getting a girl. And fine, again, yes, that could be very, sure. you know, sure. Again, back to the new romantics, which to me, new romantics kind of gives me this, like, idea of, like, this, I don't know, I think it's actually a really kind of cool queer song but there's one part that um she puts i could build a castle of all the bricks that they threw at me and again it's about the rumors and stuff and plus um she performed that song at stonewall in 2019 so huh. 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 um again huh. the song dress the the really like the i don't want you like a best friend she every single um time that she performed that for the reputation tour, she put a dedication. Um, that song is dedicated to, um, and we, and nobody knows exactly why that song, but to, uh, Louis Fuller, who is a, um, a dancer, like a known dancer, but she's also a lesbian and she was, um, made famous in like 1913. So it was like this old dancer who was like one, an out lesbian woman. Um, her story is actually really cool. We should look into it. Uh, yeah, that does sound. I've never heard of her. Yeah, well, well Taylor has. T- Taylor has. And she she dedicates it, that song to her every performance. Um, then there was a whole song called Me. Uh, and one of the reasons why the whole the whole media kind of got a hold of Taylor Swift 
coming out that people really they even like announced that she came out because she put she announced the song called me um oh and you know lesbian visibility day i can't remember it's like april something or whatever she announced that song out on lesbian lesbian visibility day and she literally and put the tweet was like look me out today it's this whole song is about it's like a a kind of a queer anthem it's sort of like that you need to calm down but it's um and she performed it with uh brandon urie and he's the he's um bisexual from panic at the disco so that was like that's why that's why the news a bunch of the um news reported that she came out but she didn't she just announced a song called me out today um with a gay gay flag flag um again the cruel summer uh, the angels roll their eyes that obviously angels can be attributed to Carly Kloss. Um, and then she has a song called the archer. And I think that the archer would be like about coming out like that, like the lyrics, um, I'll read you some of the lyrics. The whole thing is, um, it's, it's something, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's, I can't figure out what else it would be be about okay um so it's combat i'm ready for combat i say i don't want to but what do i do because cruelty wins in the movies i've got a hundred thrown out speeches i almost said to you and a lot of people think you know like um it's basically i almost jump off the train um i ride off alone i never grew up and it's getting so old i've been the archer i've been the prey um blah 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 it's just it's kind of along the same and then the like chorus is because they see right through me. They see right through me. They see right through me. Do you all see right through me? You know, I don't know. I think it's kind of a. I can't imagine what else it would be. The whole ten thousand speeches that I wrote that one kind of made me think. Okay, so then the last couple of years, folklore Evermore and Midnight's. So folklore, she just dropped it during quarantine. She just dropped these two albums. These albums are gorgeous and brilliant and unlike anything i've ever heard from her they're so good there's a ton of a ton of gay in it there's one the first song the one it's really about um wishing you know i mean even if she does have a boyfriend her lyrics are brutal about him (laughs) there's really a song called the one about how she wishes this other person was the one because they could have been something um, and then she says, drinking rosé with my chosen family, which is kind of a, a gay nod. Um, oh, yeah. Chosen family is definitely something queer people say yes. all the time. There's a song called Seven that her love interest has braids like a pattern. Um, there's a, one part of it. It's like, um, I think your house is haunted. Your, your dad is always mad. And I don't know why. Something we can and we don't have to hide in the closet. So she literally says we don't have to hide in the closet. Um, illicit affairs is clandestine meetings, longing stares. You show me colors. You know, I can't see with anyone else. Um, there's an invisible strings. Uh, it's uh, all about um, the song is uh, blue, purple, pink skies. Like invisible strings is really, again, about longing, longing and sort of that, you know, um, Again, that sort of like longing. I can't be with you, but I want to be with you. Um, and then there's a song called Betty, and it's supposedly written from the perspective of a boy because it's all of, it's a love triangle, and it's um about Betty and James. And James, 
um, which technically Taylor was named after James Taylor. So there's going to be something to that. And um, the whole song is about uh, James cheating on Betty and Betty finding out. And it's again, she said it was written from a, a man's perspective, uh-huh. um, which is. Just we, I mean, not a lot of people do that. I guess you can do, you can do that, you can do that. But it's also, I don't know. I can't think of a lot of other. Well, when you're, you're again, it's you're talking about the totality of all this, so it's yeah. not just a one single thing. And when people heard Betty for the first time, they're like, oh, okay, well, th- she definitely came out now because this is, um, it's all about a girl named Betty. Like I saw you dancing with him. You know, I was sad because I saw you dancing with him. Like, um, then there's a song on the next one, Evermore, called Tolerate It. And it's the lyrics are, my love should be celebrated, but you only tolerate it. There's a song called Dorothy. Um, It's literally just a love song to a girl. Nobody knows what it's about. There's a song called Ivy. And Ivy is also. um, But also Dorothy. I mean, that's an old, like, are you a friend of Dorothy's? Well, I'll get to that because there's kind of a tie-in at the the last song. There's a last song that she dropped that I think is the queerest one. Yeah, but then there's um, Ivy is up there too though because um, she is a huge fan of Emily Dickinson, and Emily was Dickinson was obviously in love with Sue, and she would end all their letters with Sue forevermore. And this album is called Evermore, and um, the song Ivy is kind of about Emily and Sue and then they played it in that show Dickinson I don't know if you saw that on um, Apple TV but it's like a queer no. love story about Emily and Sue um, it's so good it's such a good show, show but there was like this huge love scene where they were actually together like they were you know hooked up and then Ivy played so and, you know Taylor Swift gave them the song for that um, and then there's a song called Cowboy Like Me where she's like, you you asked me to dance, but dancing is a dangerous game. Um, and it kind of gets into things that kind of sounds a little bit like bearding about like old men and about um, how she, she'll love, uh, she'll love, but only around the right people and only for the right amount of money, which can be interpreted in different ways. And then there's this last song um, on Forevermore that's called uh, Right Where You Left Me. And literally the lyrics are, um, so basically the song is so fucking sad and it's just basically about she never left the place after she got her heart broken she just stayed right there and but the lyrics are you can hear a hairpin drop and if you google hairpin drop that's a literal code for, code for stonewall hairpin drop is the, how you were supposed to if you drop them that's how you um, like let other people know that you were queer. Now a pin drop is different, but hairpin drop is a very very specific. Like if you just Google hairpin drop, it's exactly what it is. And it's then sort also, of like the bend and snap works every <laughs> yes, time. It, um, the bend and snap. Oh, I love that movie. Hairpin drop heard around the world, and it's all about that's the Stonewall thing. Um, dropping hairpins, pa- dropping hairpins is to give hints that one is gay. Um, usually in the act of determining whether or not a person is safe to come out to. And then, um, and then after that, it says you can um, glass shattered on a white cloth. Um, everybody moved on, but I just stayed here. And that's kind of, I think, the way that I look at it is that Carly married that dude, right? And all of their pictures are like, you know, he's Jewish, and they had the like. 
the glass shatter because you have to break the glass with your foot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The pictures of them breaking the glass together. I mean, I think that's completely right there. Like, why else? She's so smart. Why else would she put those specific lyrics? You know? Um, And then, so her new album, Midnight's, that's the one that's all, like, like, uh, what's um, Rolling Stone? It's the one that they put that article out about, like, is she going to come out? Because, again, if you read that, um, she put a little sort of uh, note about what Midnight's is going to be about. Again, it's, like, um, talking about how putting ourselves in self-imposed cages and um, just needing to to be truthful and honest and it's a really like it's a, it looks really sad regardless that would be an amazing album i don't know if she'll come out but um and then uh yeah a couple other things just little things uh that she's kind of known to do she is big at changing her pronouns when she performs live like you know um uh, there's a song called New Year's Day where it's I want your midnights, but she'll say I want her midnights. And it's really clear. Like you, if you look up the audios, it's really clear that she'll actually change them. Um, yeah. OK. She uh, she wears um, a lot of jewelry and she has kind of a lot of pride stuff that could be kind of anything. But still, it's one of those things, you know. Um, so here's here's my question. OK. Do you feel like Taylor Swift is queer baiting you? If she is, that is, this is one of the biggest cases of it. Like cases like the, I'm calling the FBI if she is. I'm calling the FBI. <laughs> um, No, I don't. Because I don't feel like that, that would be, it would be so ridiculous. Like, it'd be, it just would be so ridiculous. I mean, I think either there's I think two things I think either she's she's queer and she's you know this that's what I think this all comes out in lyrics again she has a huge team behind her she had to make a whole thing about coming out as a democrat you know her her fan base from the beginning was country and she kind of came up and she always kind of kind of came up through all this shit it wasn't really it hasn't really been easy for her except for the last few years have been a little bit more you know, up until up until not long ago, people like literally treated treated her music as a joke. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. I think there's a lot of reasons behind why she wouldn't. I think one of the main things is that she probably has a lot of they all probably have NDAs and her coming out without other people for sure. You know, because um, if she did come out, there's literally no way that like she wasn't with Carly or Diana. So I think that would be a big kind of a hard thing that's one of the reasons why i don't think diana even though i think diana recently did come out as queer that identifying as queer um but she's also her she's not as big of a star as she was before you know but um i think there are a lot of ndas surrounding all of that uh or she's just completely just completely surrounded by yes people and has no clue that that she's really like doing this you know i don't think she'd intentionally do it i mean if she does if she is that's super super shitty um and i guess there's a chance but i think either she's just surrounded by people that are like no 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 this isn't queer baiting you're just being supportive blah 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 or she is queer and she just can't come out 
Although I do think, I honestly think that these articles, these big news publications, like saying this stuff, it's kind of like a soft launch. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I mean, well, especially with her partnership, like sort of with like Rolling Stone and stuff, right? Yeah, that's a big. That is Rolling Stone is a big publication to say that. Like, to to put like people think she's queer and she's gonna come out with this album. <laughs> like that's. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's, and also too, like, you would think there would be some sort of like backlash for like potentially outing her too. You know what I'm saying? If it's not true. Yeah, first that's what I'm saying. They have to have some sort of relationship with her team. You know what I mean? Yeah. She again, she's one of the biggest, you know, musicians on the planet. Um and certainly like she's in she's in control a lot of her image. You know, I mean, there she could that could have just gone on without like like and why would they alienate themselves for something like this unless they either knew or had talked to her you know yeah yeah so I guess I think the thing that kills me though is like she is like one of the biggest stars in the fucking world like how much damage can it really do at this point you know what I'm saying like you've pretty much got all the power in the fucking world at your fingertips well I think a couple what are you waiting for yeah number one I think um I, I mean, I can't. I, first of all, I don't understand how the fuck people want to be famous. I cannot imagine being open up to that much like scrutiny. You know, that many people like just having any sort of say on your life. Now, obviously, you're getting all this like y- y- there's a, a ton of privilege that comes with that, too, and money and success and stuff. But also, um, I think that Taylor Swift really, even though she is huge, like I said, the last you know, before she was big, but she was also constantly like ridiculed and not taken seriously. And I think that there's probably some leftover shit from all that, you know, from sort of being made into this joke. I think that she kind of worked hard to become a a, a respected musician more so. Um, and so she's probably like super boned up about what people think about her, which, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say like, who the fuck cares now? You've got it. You've done it, you know, but I, I imagine it's probably a little more, you know, difficult than that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. I, you're right. I mean, I thinking about I think like, big thing public is scrutiny like, is a lot. I mean, I just, you know, just doing this podcast is like, can sometimes be a little bit, you know, scary and hard. And like, we don't even show our faces. Like people don't even know what we fucking look like. I know. I can't, I can't honestly, like it's, I can't imagine just being constantly open to that. Um, right. And how, yeah. And how open to like everybody's fucking opinion about everything. And, you know, like so many opinions are just shitty. Like there's so often that people open up a shitty opinion on somebody else just because they're feeling shitty about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can see how, yeah, being out there in the public eye could definitely can definitely be a huge factor here too. And I guess I'm not giving it that kind of weight that I should, especially considering how famous we are. And I mean, like (laughs) it's really hard sometimes when the paparazzi comes and I, like I haven't even done my hair or brushed my teeth and it's just like, Jesus, can I get a minute to floss? Exactly. But also like, so let's say she comes out like, what if she is with Joe? I mean, does that, 
is everybody going to say like, okay, well now it's fake. You know what I'm saying? There's just, there's so much that would be, that would be so, I think it's more about the people around her. I think that it would be. Sure. To and Carly, I think there's also a way to come out as queer without like, you know, maybe um, discounting the sort of hetero relationships that she's had. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, because I mean, I, I know that this isn't like, particularly well known but I mean you know sexuality really is a spectrum and it it is okay to be like yeah I mean I've loved this person and I've loved this person you know um but it's very nuanced conversation and I get how difficult that can be as you know just yeah you know a 20 second blurb on on TMZ or whatever I mean I think okay so I I First of all, I mean, she has to know people are saying it about her. Obviously, obviously, you know, and and oh, and there's all these there's all these incidents of her liking things on Tumblr that are about like this stuff. Like she knows it. She's not. She wore she wore the um the well you know she wore the her the hair in that we need to calm down is the you know the bi flag colors. She constantly plays into it. She wears a proud bracelet with the um the colors the gay colors like if she didn't want to be associated with it there is a lot she could do to not be associated with it like right don't play stonewall she's never played at any small venue like that don't play at stone like girl what are you doing if you don't want to be you know don't wear pride right. hair don't have pride hair don't have gay hair um don't put you know like you know dates dates are a big thing um so it, she also came out with this music video recently called um uh, I can't remember the, the think about me and it's with Miles Teller and the whole sort of story is it's kind of a play on like it looks like she showed up to get him to like leave but she gives the red scarf there's this thing in like Taylor Swift land about this red scarf and she actually just recently dressed it as being like it was like a metaphor for like kind of like her virginity in this really big song about how she lost it to this guy who like broke up with her over the phone and it was really traumatic for her and but this red scarf has always kind of been this thing and then at the end she gives the red scarf to the bride and and so like she if she didn't want to be associated with it, she's doing a lot to make it difficult, a lot, you know. And that's what people kind of say like if she didn't want to be, I mean, or she could just even go out and be like I'm. I mean, I don't know what the context would be, but to be like I'm straight, <laughs> you know, like it, it just there's so much. I mean, the hairpin drop like that's something you have to look up like. The yeah. glass shattered on a white cloth. Everybody moved on. Well, of course, you know there's speculation already. There's all these pictures of Carly and Josh's wedding where they're breaking the glass on a white cloth. Like, you know people are going to put – and your whole point, the whole point of all of your stuff is that, like, people are supposed to read into it. You know, you put different letters and highlight letters and stuff so people can read into it and learn about you and learn about your music. So, I don't know. Oh, my know. God, Nicole – We've been missing out this entire time. We what? should be hiding messages in every single blurb that we write. Why have we not been doing we this? Just did. We are gay. That's what the message is. <laughs> we should. We should just highlight queer, queered in every one of our blurbs. Yeah, queer, like queer, queer. Uh, we didn't want to tell anybody, but that's what. <laughs> 
surprise, we're coming out. That's what the message is. Um, well, I don't know, Nicole. Like, I'm personally convinced that Taylor is a queer woman. I, but honestly, like, I don't know, like, even a scintilla of what you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I know I've heard Taylor Swift songs, but I don't necessarily identify them as Taylor Swift songs. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, oh, this is Taylor Swift, unless I already, like, that Nobody No Crime song, like, I know that yeah. is now because you played that for me, you know? So, I mean, and it's, I mean, I'm just, it's not that I'm not, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan, obviously, because I don't know anything about her. This is such um, a, but oh, I'm not a not fan either, you know, and this actually makes me want to kind of dig into her a little bit. This sounds like fun. It's such a, I'm skimming, but I'm not joking when I say there are blogs and, and so, you know, like this is, this is what she, this is her, so her release, she's going to release this album um on, in Oct- October 21st. And this is what she, so she put up, oh, 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 and the two pictures that she released with Midnight are replicas of two of the stills from Carol. The lighter one and the one that she's sitting with her head on. If you Google Carol, the two stills, it's the same thing. Just that could be interesting. But listen, we lie awake in love and in fear, in turmoil and in tears. We stare at walls and drink until they speak back. We twist in our self-made cages and pray that we aren't right this minute about to make some fate life altering mistake. Like, girl, what else? I mean, I guess there's a million other things she could be writing about. I mean, it could be meth. She just doesn't want to do meth. It's so hard to, like, look at it and not be, like, the self-made cages, which is also a big theme of her music. Um, You know, I don't know. Oh, and so this is a collection of music written in the middle of the night, a journey through tears and sweet dreams, the floors we pace, the demons we face, for all those who have tossed and turned, decided to keep the lanterns lit and go searching, hoping that maybe when the clock strikes 12, we'll meet ourselves. That's, That's from an Emily Dickinson poem. The lanterns to meet yourself. That's an Emily Dickinson poem. Like it's, it's, she's just, I don't know. I think I honestly think, and if she is queer baiting, then she's literally a monster. <laughs> That's too much. She's too good at it. Imagine finding all this queer nuance, like coding and using it. <laughs> That's, cr- that's not even like, like it's one thing to be like silly about it. Like, the, if it was just the you need to calm down and wearing the pride hair and the me, even though the lesbian visibility day was kind of weird. But, like, just those kind of things, then it would be like, okay, that's just kind of tacky. But the 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 important stuff, the little, the quiet parts, the songs, those lyrics, tragic, sad, beautiful songs, that then she's, I don't know. I think she's queer and she just doesn't know how to, I think she's got too big for her britches, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fuck do you do? That's really like, kind of sad too. It's so sad. I mean, again, I she could be. Did you see that picture I sent of you with of Joe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did the last one? He's so cute, yeah. but like she could be happy with him. They could be a thing. And you know, but it's yeah. Still, I mean, also like when I look truth, at those though, pictures, though, I do sort of see like theater kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It certainly can be interpreted one way, but it can also just be interpreted as, like, goofy theater shit. And it it could be a lot of things, but, like, if she can't speak her truth about other things, then it just sucks. It doesn't matter if she's with Joe or not, you know? The, all, all the yeah. other excuses, um, all the other... But then like, again, you know, maybe... 
maybe it is perfect. Maybe, you know, they're both gay and neither of them can have that for their careers. And so they can live happily ever after as each other's beards and Mm -hmm. have their lovers on the side. There's, um, I listened to this one podcast. Um, I've listened to a few of the episodes. It's called What Will I Say? And it's about, it's like a girl who's really into all this stuff and finds like queer coding and like different things. Um, And she has this person on named Sean and they like mask the voice and everything. And Sean apparently dated a musician who's um, not definitely not Taylor Swift, though. They're very clear about that who's pretty famous and who's very closeted and the episodes are so fucking sad about their relationship and the things that they had to do in the way that she had to really like date men, like publicly date men while she was in this long-term relationship with Sean and Sean was like friends with this person's family. And I've done so much to try to figure out who it is. (laughs) I don't know, but yeah, um, I mean, that is, that is terrible though. I mean, the idea of not being able to share like those, amazing wonderful moments in yeah. your life and your career with the person that you really want to be celebrating them with you know and, and they, have to take your beard to the party yeah they talk a lot about how conservative hollywood really is how you don't realize it but like the people who run this stuff are super conservative and like and even you know even um what's her name i can't remember the name of that oh queer. wait they're conservative unless it comes to harvey weinstein like what the fuck i mean like seriously but they're conservative unless it comes to some pervy dude. I was just going to say about him, though. Yeah, but he's one of them. He was one of the ones that ran everything. And he told, what is her name? The the model that is, I don't think she's a lesbian. I think she's bisexual. Cara Delevingne. He told her that you have to be bisexual. You can't be a lesbian. And that you have to be, even if you have a girlfriend, publicly dating a man. And, like, he's <laughs> like, that's the only way I'll work with you. And that's when he was obviously doing all that gross stuff but he was also running things like they that girl sean was literally like it's so like they'll even though they'll be like out about like oh you know gay marriage this and that that realistically it's a really conservative bunch of people run like who run the the music industry and the you know the entertainment yeah, like i said they're conservative when it comes to everything but they're fucking like freaky pervy fucking shit right like if they want to rape somebody or you know like yep be a as pedophile it's, it's totally fine <laughs> yeah yep. yeah so um so don't don't be in love in a queer relationship that's that's just too tacky and i also think that taylor swift has a tendency to really um and I'll, i'm a super fan she has a tendency to really um focus on things that mostly affect her and that's one of her issues one of the problems that people have with her is that her activism is um very narrow in a lot of ways which can also be said that you know why would she focus so much on gay stuff but other than that like she is very much and very much can be like a white feminist you know what i mean that's sort of like the stuff that she can be very concerned about just herself and so that could be another reason why like she just doesn't and a lot of people say, not people, but, like, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, like, I think that's a valid criticism, but I also think that that is often the gateway to other activism for most people, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. seeing the injustices that are done in your life, and then eventually that starts to open your eyes to other yeah. 
people's plates. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, yeah, I get the problematic nature of it, but I also think that that's sort of where it starts. Well, I think you have to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. The the problem with that is that like, if she did come out, oh my God, what it would do for (laughs) the queer community would do huge things. I mean, again, she's one of the most famous people in the world, you know, coming out against all that, like would, would be huge like jojo siwa even coming out and in in especially in the the companies that she was like associated with i can't imagine how hard coming out was that bravo to her but like also i could see taylor swift not worrying about it affecting other people but mostly if you know worrying about it how it will affect her which is shitty to say but also i mean i don't know i guess you kind of also have to be that way too sort of when you're the only one protecting your image for so long and then you have a team of people and you actually have an image you have to protect and it'd be so I'm I'm sure it's just a big fat mess and who knows what's gonna happen if she will come out. Yeah. But. And I think though too, there is something to be said for the Madonnas of the world. Like you can reinvent yourself, you know, over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean So, you know, even I, when they say, Oh, you're done, you're nobody ever's gonna listen to you again, whatever, you know, it's like nope. Bitch, you can come back. You can do it again. I, You've done I it don't, the first time. You I hate it again. to say this. I hate to say this, but I don't know that Taylor Swift would have that kind of backbone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she'd be so afraid that she wouldn't be able to come back that it, I could see it stopping her from. Because I honestly, honestly think that she was going to come out around the lover time. I really do. The whole Miss Americana documentary that she did um, around that time, there was a lot of like you know, something big, something big. And I think that that's when her, so she's the whole reason why that she's re-recording all of her albums is her masters were sold to like a shitty company. And that's when all that. Right. And I think a lot of other things happened that stopped it, but um, there was a lot of blind items. I don't know if you know, blind items. Um, It's basically like websites where people like write in tips about celebrities. Right. Um, And there's a couple of podcasts too that are like, yeah, like behind the blinds and stuff. There were a lot of blind items talking about her coming out. Okay, so no, there's this video um, about uh, this dress that was, um, it's a rainbow dress. And it's, um, b- b- do you know Billy Boyd? He was in, um, he was in some show on Netflix. I can't think of it, but he was also in her video for You Need to Calm Down, which was basically a gay video about like all these gay people. And it's just all about being nice to gay people i don't know but um yeah the name sounds familiar it's kitschy it's again it's not i think no i know the song i'm talking about billy boyd like the name billy boyd sounds familiar i know the song if you saw him you would recognize him well he wore this dress and this dress is most obviously not made for him and then there's this blind item about the dress being made for taylor swift and how she was going to actually come out and this dress was made specifically for her by um, Christian Millian, do you know him? He's actually yeah. a guy who won Project Runway. Yes. And yeah. So he this dress was made for her to wear and to come out publicly. And so this there's a TikTok around uh, that Christian made about he's showing the dress and he's just sipping tea while he's showing the dress and they're talking about the audio about how she was supposed to come out and then things happen and she didn't end up coming out. So I mean even for him to like. I mean, sipping tea is sort of like basically saying like that's the tea of it. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? I got the tea that's, for you here. Yeah. Yeah. And for him to make that video, like, I don't know. I think it was going to happen. And I think that the masters and the other stuff came out and then quarantine. And so we'll see. I don't know. I think she might come out. I think it's interesting. 
Yeah. It'd be awesome if she did. Yeah. Um, I mean, no matter what, I'm really excited about the album. But yeah, it's just, again, the ca- the cages and the long, like, I guess the celebrity thing is kind of a cage too, though. But I don't For know. For sure. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's, yeah, it's one of those beautiful cages, right? Like, yeah. But, um, okay, so yeah, again, if you look it up, just just Google Gaylor for you folks out there, and it'll take you down a whole rabbit hole. I'm yeah. super excited about going down a new rabbit hole, because yeah. the QAnon rabbit hole is just so old and boring at this point, and harmful. Whereas yeah. this sounds like a fun rabbit hole that isn't harmful at all. No, in the whole rabbit hole, that's the Wonderland. Oh, and Diana, did I say that she did get her Wonderland tattoo removed? That was, I think no. she's, petty. I think she's funny and I think she's petty. There's a couple posts from her that are just seem like she's a dig, a dig at Taylor. I think it's kind of funny. Wow. But I bet Ouch. Taylor was like told that she can't hang out with these people anymore. I'd be so pissed if I was her too. I'd be like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. All the monsters turned out to be trees and it's fucking tree pain. <laughs> um, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all I have for tonight. Let's do crushes. Let's do crushes. Four guys over the weekend. <laughs> You're not going to have that conversation with Taylor Swift? That, no. <laughs> okay. I like women, and particularly gay women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is she gay? No. I, but, but, <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. And then he's like, no, but I really like um, Tegan and Sarah. Last page, I stay. Crushes of a lifetime on the podcast. I don't know what accent I'm using anymore. <laughs> what? 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 The lifetime. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Your What's Russian your accent brings me comfort. Um, I feel like we just did a whole episode on a crush, but I might be wrong. I. You know what's weird is that um. First of all, I still think of Taylor Swift as almost like a kid in some ways. Um, even though she's not, she's in her thirties and she's gorgeous. God, she really grew in herself and she can be really hot stuff, but like, I still don't, I have such an affinity for her. Like, it's not even, I mean, not, our, not that our crushes mean that because they don't most of the time they're just right. fun, but Taylor right. is like my ultimate, like literally Taylor is one of the loves of my life. You know what I mean? Like, I love her that much. Um, so she's always a crush, but my crush this week is Miss fucking Susan Sarandon. Okay. She first went out a completely different direction. Completely, but there's a reason. She casually, I, I guess she's talked about this before, but she casually came out as bisexual on um, uh, Jimmy Fallon the other night. Um, <laughs> she was talking about her little puppies, or not puppies, her dogs that had crossed the Rainbow Bridge, which is sad. And since since their passing, she told one of her sons she didn't feel like she'd get another dog. 
Um, and then Saran, um, Sarandon then told Fallon her son suggested getting cats instead. And then she followed up uh, with a, a um, basically she's like, and I'm bi, so. And then Jimmy Fallon was like hamming it up and he's like, oh, so you like cats and dogs. And then it got into her sexuality and she came out as like, she's like, yeah, I'm bisexual. I've always been. And I think that was cool. Cause she's like, really? That is fantastic. Yeah. So I have a chance. That's what I'm saying. Maybe totally I have a chance. Answer. She's so totally hot, too. I think Susan Strand is so attractive. I absolutely um, love her. And she's just cute, and I like her, and I don't know. She's one of those people that, like, um, yeah, I just really like her. Yeah. She's yeah. kind of a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm, like, like, that age right now, like... I don't know. Like she's older, obviously, but she's so hot. Um, the other night I watched um, Laurel Canyon. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's really good. What, what is her name? Frances McDonald. Why is she so hot in that movie? <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god. I couldn't believe. I my mouth was on the ground with that movie. She's so hot Wait, in it. Frances McDormand. Yes, yes. Okay, I was like. I, you're, you said McDonald, and I'm sitting yeah, here going, wait, that's not terrible right. Francis McDonald, yeah. Right. Both of them, Susan Rand and Francis McDormand. All right, it. well, I support. You know, I think that's kind of one of the coolest things about, like, not being a pedophile is how, like, your taste <laughs> actually does change as you age. It's really kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the things, like, with Taylor Swift, I still think of her as, like, young, even though she is young, but she's not... She's not, she's in her 30s. She's not a child. She's not too young. But also, like, again, it's almost like a, a sisterly thing. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? Like, it, I just have known her in her music for so long since she was literally, like, a teenager that it's like, I can't even imagine those people who date people that they've known since they were teenagers and, like, they're yeah, older. Like, even if they're old enough, like, it still weirds me out. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. Who's your crush? Super weird. Crush. Okay, well, my crush this week is kind of out of the blue. She is somebody who is super smart and funny. And she, like, she teaches me shit all the time. And I really appreciate that about her. And tonight, she taught me all about Gaylor Swift. And so my crush this week is you, my dear. Oh, yay. That's nice to hear. <laughs> Well, Aww. seriously, though, I mean, like, I know that I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I love how much you love her. And I absolutely love listening to you talk about her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't need to be a fan to appreciate your joy in this topic. And that's yeah. what's so fun for me. It's like, I totally love talking about this with you, even though I have no investment. Because Thank you for you indulging me, because it was indulgent and I needed it tonight. I really I you did, and I'm so episode. glad that you got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Thank you. Oh, yay! You're welcome. Thank you for teaching me all this stuff. Because honestly, like, I'm gonna look into this stuff because it does sound fun and interesting, and like, I love a good conspiracy theory, but it has to be a harmless one. You exactly. know, like the harmless conspiracy theories that don't make people crazy. I'm in. It it makes her. It makes her, it makes it really exciting to listen to her music and look at through it. Even if that's all it is, is she's looking through a queer lens. She does a fucking great job. You know, she yeah. really, and she's a brilliant lyricist no matter what. 
Um, I personally think that she's queer, no matter even if she comes out or not, even if she gets married. I don't care. I still think that there's something to be said for those relationships I mentioned. And plus, some of this stuff just can't be about men. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I mean, listen, like there are lots of women who have been like celebrities in the spotlight and in one way or another were like, you know, portrayed and, you know, like cast as like sex kittens or vixens or whatever, who like come out way late in their career because it's like, yeah, I've been with my partner for 40 years, but you know, Hollywood. There's, there's a a lot of like, um, parallels to that book, um, the seven husbands of Alvin Hugo, which I've talked about a ton of times. Um, I think Taylor Jenkins Reid, the author, is a huge Taylor Swift fan. And there's even a lot of, like, um, some of Taylor's lyrics are literally in the book. I don't know if that happened. It's like the chicken or the egg. I don't know if the book was written versus lyrics. But there's a lot of parallels. And that book is all about, like, sort of a celebrity who spends her whole fucking life married to these men in the real love of her life as a woman. And, you know, that kind of end. And it's so, it's so heartbreakingly beautiful. It's so sad. Um, and they're yeah. making a movie out of it um, pretty soon, which is kind of exciting. It's the Eileen Chaikin, the one from the Elwern. She got her oh, hands yeah. on it, so we'll see what she does with it. But um, um, there's a lot of parallels there, and I could see sadly that being in the situation. But and also, dear Hollywood, could we have more than just one fucking lesbian, please? Uh, right, right. I mean, Eileen Chaikin does not need to be our whole fucking lens <laughs> in please. everything. I know we're gonna have fucking Bette Porter as Evelyn Hugo. I know it. <laughs> And Beth's going to be too busy to even get married because she's too busy all the time. Too busy. This was so fun. Again, thank you for (sighs) indulging me. I had so much fun. It was so good. Um, I'm going to go make some macaroni and cheese now. I think that's a fantastic idea. I ate at a senior citizen's hour, so I am still full. (laughs) Good. Which time did you eat? Five? Five is the senior. Did you pretty much go to a supper club? We, we went we went at around 4:30. <laughs> I love that. But I but I but I did convince mom to like let's sip on our drink for a minute before we order. So we probably <laughs> ordered around five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. Well, yeah. um, tell your mother I said hello, and if I don't talk to her before, then have a lovely trip. And um, oh, you guys can find us at Facebook at Queerdos, Instagram at Queer Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and um, yeah, will we be that? I don't. We will we be back together next week? Um, we won't be back together, but maybe we will. Okay. I don't know if we're gonna be able to record together or or uh, remotely, but either way, we can record. Okay, cool. But Um, we should be able to record together next week. Okay, excellent. All right. All right. So weirdos. Bye. Be weird. Bye. Stay queer. Bye. (laughs) Bye. It just, it's like, um, I don't, I don't, just don't know how to explain it. It tastes like, um, tomato soup with carbonation. Yuck. That sounds horrible. Like, truly horrible. It's wild. Yep, that's exactly I, the can that mom just pulled up. But do you see, like, it just looks like Bud Light if you're not really, like, reading <laughs> anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I just saw Bud Light. I was like, oh, that's just one beer. Just a nice, refreshing, 
cold beer. Chilada. You're like, I'll chillat. I'll chill. Yeah, chill. I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I really thought it was 4th of July edition. I guess it's not even fucking July anymore. What am I doing? No, it's September. It's the back to school edition. (laughs) Now I've got fucking beer soup. Like, (laughs) okay. 